This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. Yo, yo. Dude, I got, I just had a great conversation and it's good and I'm proud of it. And I think we said like a lot, but that's okay. My guest this week is Molly Armanino. Manino Armanino. I'm never going to be able to say that right. Second place at the Freeride Tour last year, Freeride World Tour. One of my favorite skiers. Uh, she lost a toe to frostbite. We didn't even talk about that in the episode, but I feel like I got to say it. Just a genuine human. Her content is hilarious. We talk about it. We dive into it. It's just genuinely like a great combo. I don't really usually brag about how good the convos are, but like I had fun on this one. Molly's just a human, a rad skier. She's going to be a household name, so get used to hearing it. We jump right into it. But before we jump right into it, got to give a shout out to my friends that make this possible over at Rumple. You know them for their blankets, the all-weather blanket, the original puffy blanket made from all those techie materials on your favorite puffer, your favorite layer. They've got all types of cool artist series. You know, I I didn't think I would care that much about a blanket, but man, this is like my go-to accessory. It lives. I've got one that lives in my car. I've got one that lives on my couch. You know, I've got koozies for my sodas. This stuff is phenomenal. Use the link down below in the bio. Get yourself some Rumple Blankets. It's a perfect last-minute gift. They're doing 25% off select styles. If you've got any questions, you can DM me. I'll answer them all. I'll tell you which ones I like, why I like them, and the gear I love that they make. Like, Come on, y'all. Check it out. Rumple Blankets. Rumple.com. Link in bio? Do we say those things? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what I'm doing here? Hit the 15 second skip button or something. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Keep it. Keep it running. Keep it running. My second sponsor this week. Our friends over at Deuter. Dude, it's Deuter. They've been making backpacks for like a billion years. They're PFC free. The Freerider Pro 34 Plus is my go-to touring bag. 34 liter bag with another 10 liters on the top. Roll top, it's not bulky, but it becomes a 44 liter bag. And it fits like a small backpack. It's comfortable. It hugs your hips. It's great for ski touring, snowboard touring, split boarding. This thing is phenomenal. It's got an extra safety pocket on the back for your beacon. Well, your beacon should be on you. Your shovel, your probe, your first aid kit. It's separated from the actual bag. Flip it around. Open it up. All of your gear is accessible. Again, PFC free. It holds your skins, your snowshoes, your snowboard, your skis. There's multiple ways to do it. Guys, this is the best backpack I've ever used in my entire life. I wish I was I wish I was lying to you, but I'm not. It's got stowable straps. You can hold them like A-frame. You can hold them any way you want. Deuter.com. Freerider Pro 34 Plus. What was I talking about again? 
Oh, I was talking about my great sponsors, Rumpel and Deuter. I was talking about my amazing guests, Molly. We're going to get into this episode. We get right after it. You know, talking like things from stoned and alone to sponsorships to straight lining things. This is just a fun episode. So let's get into it because I know you've heard enough of my voice. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um who am I to meet? I, I would, I guess it would be cool to just only identify as a skier. Um, that would be like the simplest and most fun answer. Um, but that's only six months out of the year, unfortunately. Uh, and then the other six months I spend my time sitting at a computer and working a lot just so I can ski in the in the winter. Um, but yeah. And then my, my main, you know, like my main work is a little bit of climate advocacy here in South Lake Tahoe. And then, um, yeah. And then just kind of trying to be a pro skier. Yeah. I genuinely enjoy that answer because (laughs) I talked to so many people and so many people are part-time athletes as much as we want to be full-time. It's a very, it's a 1%. It's a 0.5%. It's, uh, you know, some of your favorite pro skiers are nurses and mm-hmm. like, it's a whole thing. So I love that you just write off, not that anyone's hiding it, <laughs> right? Like, we, but that's just the, the, the hot part, the sexy part, the sizzle is like, I'm a pro skier. Right. It's not the, oh, I work a lot. And then I'm pretty good at skiing and I try to make that work for me as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the goal would uh, obviously would be so sick to just make a year round salary by doing a sport for half the year. I guess if, I guess some skiers get that, um, but not me. So, <laughs> What do you think the key to yeah. that is? If you had, well, I guess we don't know cause we're not doing it, but if you were like, I'm going to quit my quote unquote real job tomorrow and I'm going to be a pro skier, what is your first call to action? Oh, that's a really good question. I've been talking about that a little bit because I, I don't know the guy's name. I forget it. But uh, there's some there's kind of some podcast going around from a, like an ex Red Bull athlete manager or something. And he's helping athletes um, figure out their brand and stuff. And I don't know, to be honest, if I was going to go full-time skier i would just start a whole like stoned and alone youtube series which is my secret uh (laughs) youtube series that none of my sponsors let me have stoned Um, and alone (laughs) um i would start like a whole on youtube series and just spend a lot of time um skiing around trying to make contact content and like be funny (laughs) i think (laughs) the best why aren't you doing that that's such a I don't good know, name. Because I care too much about like this planet, I guess. But it would be nice to forget about that part. But I feel like you can do both. You can be stoned and alone and an advocate. <laughs> that is true. Maybe I should combine the two and then that could that could be my path forward. I feel like yeah. the hard part's over. You've got the title. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, I do have to have a secret coveted title called skiing and associates or SNA. Um, like I said, it's not a lot of brands really like to promote, uh, stoned and alone, but, um, but it's not that I'm like actually stoned. So I think 
Yeah. But also it's like it's legal. Yeah, totally. Also, for anyone listening, we're doing a like count on this episode because we're both going to attempt to say it less, but it's not going to happen. So just deal with it. And this is how we cope. This is how we cope with things. Yeah. It's called okay. filler. Thanks for calling that out. For sure. We're just getting it out there. But I do sponsors actually care about that anymore? I don't know. I think some do. I think some do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think so. It's so embedded in ski culture. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine a brand that, I mean, there are uh, like weed industry brands that are kind of reaching out into the ski industry, which is always, it would be, it's fun to like look at that. Um, But yeah, I think it is embedded in the culture and it could be like a good marketing scheme for somebody. (laughs) I think I've been watching a ton of Alone, like the show in general. So I'm like imagining you just like high and alone. It kind of is like that. Yeah, for sure. Because then you just like add the like, I don't know, for lack of a better term, paranoia element to it. Mm-hmm. And you're just filming mm-hmm. yourself. You're probably on a mission, even though you have, I think you have to, your, your snacks, like your pocket snacks have to be edibles. I think that's like, so you progressively get more totally. spaced Sound and alone. Yeah, that is a good, um, I think we're onto something. <laughs> I will one. help you produce this. I okay. full disclosure. <laughs> I'm straight edge, but I am a supporter right. of drug use when it's not abused. So sweet. I I'll will be we'll, we'll put a, we'll put <laughs> a disclaimer out that like you have a sober I hate the word sober, but you have like a no it's safe. Yeah, or like somebody has their head straight and could, you know, make this work, you know. There's like medical really staff on site. Out there. Exactly. I think <laughs> Give me all your. Sp- I'm gonna pitch this to all your sponsors as soon as we get off the phone. Be like, listen, this is this, this is this. Like, everyone's doing yeah. it. They're lying if they're not. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna yeah. own it. I think get like a reach count. This would be uh, huge. <laughs> I am the minority in that for sure. Like, there are way more active users. Is that a proper term? Active users than there are non-active users in on the mountain a hundred percent yeah even the least even the ones you like would least expect for sure yeah Um, it's not called like coked out and alone like it's yeah exactly yeah that would maybe not fly do you think if you were a snowboarder it would be more accepted yeah i think so it's so weird Uh, yeah i think so but i also don't know i don't know much about it it does seem like snowboarders have a hard time some of some of my snowboarder friends seem like they have a hard time getting sponsors in the first place so maybe they just have like less uh i don't know maybe they're just not as tied down i guess <laughs> I, I have a theory and i could be wrong i think there's less money in snowboarding there's less big brands yeah i guess that is, is there's only like a few big brands and then yeah, and then there's just one snowboard. Like skiers, there's like two skis. It's twice the amount. <laughs> yeah, but like I just think it's like there's Burton, mm-hmm. and that's Jones. like that's the it, right? It's Burton. 
But like Jones, the gap between Bo- Jones and Burton is probably huge. Yeah. Yeah. Like when we're ta- like Jones is a mom and pop shop. I mean, it's not, but comparably. And like I just found out that Solomon makes snowboards, too. Yeah. And they're like, cool. People yeah. like them. Like I thought they would be like not accepted in snowboard world. And everyone's like, no, those boards rip and they're great. Yeah. Totally. They're like coveted. I know. It's um, head, I yeah. think, makes snowboards or they used to for sure. Atomic used to for sure. And then they all stopped. But they're all like the the stepchild. Mm-hmm. They're not the like it's Solomon skis. It's, I mean, it's right. Amher Sports, Solomon. And then they're like, oh, also we make snowboards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not like it's like, oh, and also we make skis. <laughs> yeah. Or a snowboard company makes some skis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Burton's fun. not making skis. They just right. make snowboards. Burton's the, yeah. I mean, they're huge. Like they're, I just think the gap between, I mean, what's the next brand after Burton? I guess I, would, I don't know. Jones snowboards. There's Ride. I know about like the Ride. Well, Ride, Lib, I think it would be Lib probably. Yeah. Yeah. But the, it's got to be huge. I don't know. Do you think people do you think that's true like there do you think people would argue that there are less sponsored snowboarders and skiers? I guess that's pretty I don't know. Maybe that's just an obvious thing, but maybe I definitely think true. there's less money. I think yeah. the pro snowboarders who are making a living, they're making a living. Like there's your big yeah. names, great. Like Travis Rice is doing just fine. Sean White's right. doing just fine. But then there's, I don't know. I'm willing to bet. I'm trying to think of the way to put this to not like make every snowboarder on the planet. Mad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I'm just, I think there's more smaller ski contracts. Like, oh, we'll give this person mm-hmm. five grand. We'll give this person five grand versus snowboarding. Maybe is just right. like there's the people that get paid, and then there's like the flowgram. And it's like yeah. too core to get paid. And you're like, what do you just no, you get paid. Like you're getting clicks, you get paid. Yeah, that's a good I think you're right. I can see that. Just from my limited experience, I I feel like that's a good conclusion there. Yeah, I don't sure. I don't know. I don't have the answers by any means, but but I'm still in for this stoned and alone. And I think maybe we get a snowboard sponsor. Maybe yeah. we just we need a snowboarder I, to join us. That could definitely add in some. Uh, but then you're not yeah, alone. Some, exactly, that I'm not alone, and yeah, people. Will what if we more. meet? Some, like you have to make it where you guys like are both on missions, and then you, you end at the summit, and then you ski together or snowboard. Together. But you have to climb like the beautiful. north and south side. I don't know. That would be amazing. We'll work on that. Stoned and alone. <laughs> I'm telling you, you should pitch this. But this is a great first move. I think you should quit your job tomorrow. I don't know what you do full time, but like quit that. This is it. I do think, I mean, it is weird like how much time I do spend thinking about that. Oh, you definitely need to do it. What's stopping you? Just comfort? I hope my boss doesn't listen to this podcast. What? Your boss knows. Um, what's stopping me? I don't know. I guess like, what if it doesn't, what if it, you know, what if it doesn't pan out? And I also find, I also find the more, cause I, I like saying stone alone as if it, it is like a thing, but it really was just a couple, like a year where I just posted on my story about like stoned and alone stuff. And sometimes guest athletes would come on 
Um, but then the more people started liking it, the more I felt like pressured to be witty and funny. And then it, and then the more that I felt the pressure to like be funny and then like make like witty jokes on camera, it just, it, it gave me a lot of anxiety. So then I just stopped doing it. So, but I think if I had more time, I could, you know, make, make more edits to it. And, but I don't think that ever ends. Like I, <laughs> I do this every week. Like I did, I did a podcast earlier today and you have to be on and it never gets old. Like it never. It's always, uh, you have to think about it. Yeah. Maybe it's not anxiety that I have, but like, it's like, okay. And I have like, I don't know what I do for like the half hour leading up to it. Cause you like have a window, but you're like, okay, I'm, I'm ready, yeah. but I'm not doing yeah, anything. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I should do some more research, but that's just <laughs> out the window. And yeah. so I don't know. I think that's the fun of it is like the, the pressure to be funny witty on but then it's also like i love bombing it happens (laughs) like i will have a joke that just misses today and i'll be like and i'll know and i'm you might not know and then later you'll be like oh that bomb like i know i actually made a really bad joke this morning to a friend and it was bad i was I was talking to my ski friend and I don't know what I said. I was like, oh yeah. I was like, he was like, yeah, I was, you know, working a lot this season filming and stuff. And I was like, oh, it probably pays off to be a white collared worker. But I meant to say like, I said it like as in white collar, like, like snow. I don't know. I know it's a bad joke. And then it, it went, it, it, he took it totally wrong and thought I was, you know, minimizing the amount of work that he does. Oh, well. <laughs> The world is sensitive, and I understand them for that. But we're just trying. We're just trying to make jokes. We're trying to be funny. They don't always land. It's okay. They don't always land. Yeah, it seems like a lot of mine don't land. But the ones that do land are pretty funny. Or maybe the ones that don't land are, like, more funny. I don't know. Listen, I don't know a baseball player's name, but, like, if I did, they strike out. (laughs) Yeah, that's one thing I know about baseball players. Give me a famous baseball player. They strike out. Yeah. Yeah. But that's also like the cool thing about Stone Alone is usually I come on and I'm like, oh, like, oh my God, welcome back, folks, Stone Alone. And then I'm like, here's a guest athlete. And then I just put all the pressure on the other person. And you're not alone. That's a perfect bit. I know. Welcome to Stone Alone. Here's my guest. Yeah, exactly. That's so that's kind of how I get out of that. And you're pretty much doing that to me right now. So. Yeah, I'm just a pawner. No one wants to hear me. I talk every week, and then I do an episode by myself every month, which I just ramble, spew literal shit out of my mouth for 45 minutes. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, I have a serious question here. We're going to see. This is a pivot. This is a pivot. Why do you like the earth so much? Why do I like the earth so much? Oh, man. I, I don't know. I don't really, like, necessarily like the earth very much. Like, I'm not... I don't like pick up rocks and start making out with them or anything, but I do really love animals, I think more than anything. So, um, I, and like animals to me are just so connected with the earth. And I just feel like if we could kind of like get together and figure out how to just make the planet a little bit more habitable for like everybody, including the animals, then that would be a good accomplishment. I think. How do we, how do we do? Can can I ask your dietary restrictions? Are you vegetarian? <laughs> Are you vegan? Uh, I'm a scavenger, so I pretty much just eat whatever like I can find. Like roadkill uh, scavenger? <laughs> uh, I have not eaten roadkill yet, but I um, 
I don't know. I don't usually buy meat from the grocery store, but if I'm at a restaurant and like, you know, somebody's like, you have to try this like salmon from Indonesia and, and like, and then I guess I might say that I might eat it. I don't know. I don't, I try not to like, I'm not, I know. I try not to like either put, I don't, I try not to put, um, heavy weight on, being a strict vegan or a strict vegetarian or not. I do think if everybody ate a little less meat and kind of expanded their diet a little better, the world might like farming could be a little bit less and maybe less detrimental. Um, But also there's other farming practices that could work where you still can eat meat, um, but it also sequesters carbon from atmosphere instead of what's happening right now so i don't know if it's yeah i don't know the solution around that my sister is super vegan and gives me a hard time all the time so about it yeah she's I, like how do you love animals so much but still eat them i don't get it good. like they taste great no i it is uh i i always say i would be vegan if i just had a personal chef like i'm lazy and meat <laughs> is meat. our meat now is lazy like yeah. hunter gatherer meat, not like uh, exact opposite, <laughs> but like it's become lazy. It's become so easy to just like fire up a hamburger. Exactly. It's you know, just, everybody's going to like it. Yeah, for sure. Versus like if I go to my buddies and he's got like, he's making a vegan meal, like it's going to be the best meal I had that week. Cause they have to try so much harder. Like it's yeah. like, they have to like, one, because everyone comes in with the stereotype of like, there's no meat in there. Like, you know, it's how it goes. And then you're like, oh, this is good. <laughs> it's fine. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. If I I would be vegan, it's such a BS excuse. But if someone just cooked for me every day, I'd be vegan. And I love, I make a really good vegan chili. But I don't tell anybody it's vegan till they tell me it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Cause exactly. Then they're like, like, oh. Like shit. And I'm like, yeah, gotcha. It doesn't, you don't need it. Like it, don't get me wrong. I am a meat eater, but I don't, I just hate animals. Honestly, all of them. Don't, I don't <laughs> want any on this earth. Yeah. Kill them. I don't want any. Yeah. So th- this is an interesting play though. I didn't know this. You are, so you are, you're literally like an activist for the animals. You're not, it's not like you want to make this planet better for me. You want to make it better no. for your dog. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) She hates when it's hot outside. Um, But yeah, honestly, I do. I thought a lot about it. And I and, you know, I'm kind of on the like the humanity is seemingly pretty dismal just in like a hole. Um, And I just hate that. I hate that there's like a whole like spectrum of other lives out there that are just not even being addressed and like are suffering the worst parts of um, what's happening to the world right now in terms of climate change. So, I mean, really what I'm talking about is uh, in, in the terms of California, like the wildfires, it's just, they're so bad that the smoke, nobody, everybody's like, Oh, the smoke, it sucks. Like blah, blah, blah. But it's like birds can't fly. They can't see. It's like getting into there. They can't hunt bears are running for their lives uh porcupines are like trying to find shelter up in trees and are just burning alive and it's just like it's so sad and i feel like people don't really think about that part um when they think of climate change so 
I would have to agree with you on that. How, how do we do anything? How do we help? Like, I genuinely mean that because I have, obviously, on this podcast, we have, like, a lot of, like, protect our winters. And, you know, I get someone who loves EVs. And I'm like, EVs are great. Like, cool. But, like, my yeah. thing, like, I have a whole rant on EVs. And I'm not going to go into it. But what can I do? What is the answer? I don't I think mean, there's an answer necessarily. I don't think there I don't think there's an answer either. And like I said, like, I don't think everyone's going to stop eating meat all of a sudden. I think if like there's less of an, uh, less meat eaters out there, maybe there would be less farms, which wouldn't produ produce so much carbon. But, um, to me personally, what, what I don't have an answer. I am, uh, an athlete that like for the most part i'm an athlete i market products i uh also fly like, across the country i like would love to sled if i had a sled <laughs> like if i got an opportunity to helicopter i would definitely go in a helicopter um and and i i i do think there's an element of like personal consideration but really what i think the answer is is to figure out alternative solutions to the fossil fuel industry and my favorite, I mean, my, I like my uh, best, the best outcome would be to put, I don't think that the fossil fuel industry will go out of business ever. Um, ideally, like everybody switches over. Ideally, like right now I'm working with the city of South Lake Tahoe and trying to basically create a a hundred percent renewable community here in South Lake Tahoe. So, so not running off of the fossil fuel industry and not paying into this like system that is like enslaving us and then figuring out how we as athletes and like as community members can turn around and stop pointing the fingers at each other, but like at this industry that's like harming, you know, everyone. So. Yeah. Um, I, it's, we're all hypocrites, right? Like that's, I'm really, I haven't seen Amy, uh, Amy Angerbretson's new film. It's amazing. I'm excited because yeah. she told me, she was on the podcast last year and she told me about it because obviously she's a big protect our winners. I'm like, yeah, but not being a dick, but like you yeah. fly all over the place and you ride in snowmobile. And it was really interesting to hear her take. And it, I think it helped, it helped me. I think it helps our listeners because it's really easy Especially if you're in the grind of things to hear privileged athletes be like, well, you know, this is this and this is this. And they're like, check out my new, you know, right. Toyota EV. And you're like, yeah, exactly. how'd you get that? Like, <laughs> it's, and I, so it's, yeah. It's it's we're all hypocrites. I don't know. I, I, I've seen Amy's movie and I think it's so fucking awesome because she just painted an entire narrative. Uh, moving forward for hypocritical athletes. Um, and I, I love, I mean, Pow's narrative in general is uh, it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter if you ride, if you're an athlete and you go in helicopters, like it, that is not the issue. The issue is like um, uh, fossil fuel lobbyists, like trying to drill unnecessarily in like some of the like remaining pristine, uh, nature conservancy land. So like the issue is, is like not necessarily us as individuals making these actions. It's us as individuals coming together to create larger policy changes. 
that will, in theory, create a wider spectrum of alternative solutions to gas-powered vehicles, et cetera, et cetera. Again, that's also, that doesn't answer some of the problems around EV, like lithium mining and all of this stuff. And I don't know, I don't think, I don't, there's never a, like a green answer to everything. But I do think that if we had more space to explore other solutions, there could be really good solutions out there. I mean, even with lithium batteries, there's a different type of solution. I forget what it's called. It's like iron batteries, but you can figure out how to store energy through the oxidation oxidation process uh, just through like iron and stuff like that. There's so many different little tiny solutions that have been smothered by like the larger scale industry that I think really what we need to do is just like uplift these different, uh, these different, more diverse solutions. Um, for South Lake, for South Lake, for example, like the solutions to get the whole community running off of renewable energy isn't going to apply to every other community around the U.S. But we can leverage our geography, so we can do hydro, um, hydro pump storage, um, and leverage. Uh, you know, the mountains and using gravity to get electricity from water. We have sun, so we can use solar and stuff like that. And just having the ability to even like look into these other solutions is what I think we need to start doing. So, yeah, I love that you said your solutions aren't our solutions. Like my, our, my community's solutions are not the same as yours. Uh, yeah. I happen to have Niagara Falls in my backyard, so this should just be free, in my opinion. Yeah, but exactly. <clears throat> that's not how it works. But I see I'm and I understand the faults in this, but I'm very like old school ish, but like drive older cars. Yeah. Dri like keep cars for yeah. 30 years because that is arguably more efficient than like replacing your car every two years. And yeah. I don't think moms need to drive $80,000 Tahoes empty. Yeah. Like yeah. that. I have two Priuses. <laughs> like, <laughs> one is an 06 and one is a 2010. Like I love them. They have a generator. It burns fossil fuel, but it has a generator that then charges the battery. Like it, it's a cleanish system and they're old and they'll hopefully I will run those things into the ground. I love them. I want them. But that's like we just consume with everything. I mean, there's a plastic boot sitting next to me. There's those skins are PFC free. Uh, but like that's I get it. But yeah. I just I don't know. I'm. I can't stand EVs. They drive me bonkers. It's like lithium is the new blood diamond. I'm not expecting you to like give me all the answers because there are no answers. And doing nothing, which is my solution, is not an answer either. But I just think we need to like pause, drive what you're driving, and then like not even drive, but like let's work right. on some solutions before we like, just jump all to one thing that could just also be just as bad. I, I agree completely i think that's a great way i i, I re listened to a podcast about the ev kind of transition and 
the, basically what the their conclusion was like the best most sustainable solution is to buy a used ev car that's not like you're not buying a new ev you're buying a used ev um but how do my, we go ahead sorry well, I don't know. I mean, my plan, what I'm doing is I have this old Subi that everybody makes fun of because it's banged up as shit and like has nothing really works, but it works enough to just drive around. And I'm hoping that it lasts for two more years. And in the meantime, I'm going to save up as much as I can to buy a used four wheel drive EV in 2025 when maybe there's some cheaper ones available. Cheaper <laughs> Once my ones. Car. And I mean, I'm. I don't want to fight you about EVs because I don't I don't have any ground to stand on. But I'm just like, how do we charge the EV? I yeah. And and that's and and maybe in your town in three years, it's clean and then it makes sense. But like right. jumping up on this high horse, not you, just in, like a general high horse person, and being like, I have an EV, blah blah blah. And you're like, yeah, but you you drive it home and you plug it in at your house, and that yeah, which is, is run by coal yeah. and everything else. Why not just drive like a four cylinder diesel from 1981 that gets 70 miles to the gallon and gets you exactly where you need to go? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Our society's so just consumer base like everyone's like I, I don't know tesla's like fuck yeah here we go and they're sick they're rocket ships yeah. like the coolest car i've ever been in but if everybody had a tesla i don't know if we would be in any better of a spot we'd like, be worse yeah so uh i mean california's uh, like drive an ev but also don't use your air conditioning today because the earth is boiling yeah and we can't mm -hmm. support it so i I don't know. I mean, ideally, like if, you know, so what I think what I'm trying to do is like focus on what I can do uh, on like a local community scale, because I am just a community member. I'm just like a normal participant and I have contacts with the city council. I have contacts with like it's a small enough community that I feel like my voice could make a difference. So I'm going to start there. And like in terms of transportation and EV stuff and whatever, I don't know about getting your own EV. I think, like I said, it might turn out bad if everybody gets an EV. But ideally, like the city of South Lake Tahoe ups their transportation game to electric transportation, and then we barely have to drive anywhere. We get an electric bus to Kirkwood, or maybe not even electric bus. We just get a bus to Kirkwood uh, that is like runs. That's like a reliable time. But we don't even have that in the city of South Lake Tahoe. Like most communities, especially resort communities, don't have that at all or us in the general so like do we want to focus on individuals trying to purchase evs and dissecting their choices or do we want to focus on like the larger scale scale like systems that need to be updated and changed so i love it i love it's one of the best answers rebuttals i've had on this podcast yet genuine because it's just <laughs> one you could tell you're passionate you're genuine about it uh, you're realistic about it, which is fantastic. Um, but it's just, and I'm just pl obviously playing devil's advocate. If I'm just like, yeah, the earth should be green and everyone should be butterflies and everything's great. And we love porcupines and they shouldn't hide in trees. Like <laughs> the porcupines are the definition of stoned and alone one. I know but, they are. But yeah, like, for sure. I just, <laughs> I'm just like, you know, I go, I ride dirt bikes and I've, you know you feel bad about it sometimes and burning two-stroke oil and then, but then i like get to camp and 
the guy with his e-bike has like a diesel generator just and i'm like <laughs> arguably i'm burning less fossil fuels with right. this little so we're not there I think that's not an excuse to do nothing, um, which I've learned from this podcast because I'm not right all the time either. I'm honestly usually not right. Um, but it's, I think we just need to pause and like not even pause, look locally, do exactly what sounds like you're doing. We're not going to change the United States of America in a day, but mm -hmm. maybe we can change your town. And like your town isn't necessarily my town. Like if I get, more sunlight then i should maybe look at solar if you're on top of a mountain maybe you're looking at wind if you live next yeah. to niagara falls maybe we're doing hydro like not everyone but i don't know it's really cool it's neat what we i don't think we ever answered what we can do just locally you just got to look uh, locally i mean well i don't know i think there's like lot i think the beauty of it is there's lots of lots of ways um to deal with it and i think that's why I like going back to amy's movie she paints a really good narrative for a lot of people um if just just voting for just in general just like voting for climate forward policymakers would go a long way um and like the out like something like protect our winners is creating this idea of the outdoor state so uh it doesn't matter what political preference you have you could be you could be Republican, Democrat, Green Party, whatever, you're still an outdoor community member. So like collectively, what does that mean for policy change on a federal level? Um, on my, what I think personally, like personally, I, I vote and I love Protect Our Winners and I do like, I am an athlete and think that's a perfect model. I also think um, um being from a liberal community in South Lake, like everyone, all my friends are pretty, all my, like liberal as in they're down for the planet. Uh, I feel like I have a lot of leverage to like work with my community member here and then also demand changes on a, like at least community level. And that's where I feel like I feel most empowered, but I'm also trying to be a climate act activist. Like if you're not trying to be a climate activist, like for sure, just like vote, and don't be like a dick to other people. Like don't point fingers at like another athlete who's trying to like get, go make a project and has sleds in the film. Like just, just be like, pay a little bit of attention to what's going on federally, locally um, vote. And just like, I don't know. I have a hard time like point making individuals like saying that you shouldn't eat meat and like you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. Like that's not what's happening. Like the fossil fuel industry shouldn't be existing how they're existing. That's like what the issue is. Um, so I yeah. love it. I love <laughs> I was going to ask if you think uh, and we already covered it, but if you think athletes belong in this political climate um we'll call it that i don't know in politics because that's always like the easy exit for someone on instagram right like just ski and it's like well yeah. Yeah. i'm not gonna be able to because it's december and it's raining in tahoe right now yeah so i so i think we answered that so i'm gonna yeah. pivot i want to talk free ride world tour why why <laughs> i know that is like, dude i whew. dude I don't even know, man. I don't know. It is the most I mean, stressful event on the planet. Yeah, for sure, dude. I don't know. I 
thought because I never thought I was going to be an influencer or anything like that. I just wasn't good. I mean, other than my stoned alone scheme, I didn't really have much else going for me in terms of that type of way to be a pro athlete. And like, I think it's a big, like the broader question is like, why do I even want to be a pro athlete? Um, rather like, uh, and I don't know. I thought because it would be sick to like, I thought it'd be sick to like, just be in ski movies and get paid to go ski like the freshest best snow ever so um that's why i wanted to be a pro skier and then i i thought that the only way to do that was for me like proving myself on the tour so and you did that yeah i mean apparently second doesn't really do much it's not first i guess i thought you know i was like oh second would be cool it's fine i was like super happy with it but everyone's like yeah but this year you gotta win it and i'm like wasn't second good enough last year I don't <laughs> please know. are you I know. are you you're gonna go for it again i guess i don't know i'm oh yeah. i'm stressed for you yeah i, I don't it is i'm not shitting on the free world tour but it is like the gnarliest worst ski competition that exists <laughs> And I don't mean that in like in any way other than it's just like it's gnarly. Like World Cup downhill is gnarly, but like you have razor blades on your feet and like they're like you guys are riding gnarly terrain with like big skis that sometimes those conditions aren't like you're almost better off having like a World Cup ski on. Yeah, that's like I the I'm constantly trying to and it's even harder too cuz you're flying across the you know like I have so I have a pair of skis for if it's if it's chalky and mowgli out on the ski resort, I'll use skinny skis. Or if it's really powder, I'll use powder skis or whatever. But you're you have to fly with all these skis, so you can't bring like six pairs of skis. So I usually just bring my biggest pair just for the comps. And I don't know, it's my biggest <laughs> pairs are 182, and I'm like five four, so it's just hectic. It's too, it's all it's too much. It's too much. What talk me through like do you do prep? Are you just like a huck it and hope? <laughs> do you have a certain song you listen to? Are you singing um, Baby Shark while you're skiing <laughs> down? Like what is it? Those are good questions. Um I I mean last year I skied just so much, like it, but really I just skied pow. I've never skied so much pow in my whole life. Um because it was every day here in yeah, it was insane. Uh, so I thought that was good training, just like being skiing pal. Um, and then I'm not much of a gym. I don't really go to the gym very much. I remember last year I was talking to uh, one of the athletes. So I was like, what's your gym like schedule like? And she was like, what do you mean? I go every day. And I was like, oh, OK. Every so day. I should maybe do that because she won the tour. So yeah. Okay, quick break. Let's give a shout out to the people that make this thing work. You've seen them on Cody Townsend Skis and the 50 Project, our friend over at Pomoka. Pomoka Skins, it's the work of Swiss engineering. Pioneered, tested, and designed in the Alps. And, you know, they're designed in, in Europe, but the North American product line is specifically engineered to match our climate and provide the best product for our continent which means they're making skins for our temperatures. East coast, the wet, the slush, the tough terrain, it does it. 
their claim, you know, I love when a brand has a claim. It's always forward. They're fascinated by what lies ahead, leaving the ordinary behind to shape the future how they want it. They remain focused on where they are going, breaking boundaries, finding new innovations, and pushing for a better future. They're the leading skin manufacturer worldwide. There's a reason for that. There's a reason that athletes choose Pomoka, and I'm talking schemos, free skiers, free riders. They choose to be on Pomoka. Why? Best grip, best glide, and it's reliable. It's a safety tool. It gets you into the mountains, up to the top, and it gets you down and out safely. Down, I know you're not using them, but you know what I'm saying. Tuck those skins into your bib pouch, go to the bottom, boom, hit the floor, skin back out. These are safety tools designed with thought, care. All their products are completely PFC-free as of 2020. They are the leaders in the industry for a reason, Pomoka Skins. Here's what I want you to do. Go to your local retailer, your local ski shop, ask for the Pomoka Skins, tell them Mr. Edomax from the Auto Collective, the Pursuit Podcast sent you. Get yourself some. If you're not educated on them, learn how to use them, practice in your yard, practice in your living room. It comes with a kit to cut them. It's really clean, really simple. Support local, shop local, get yourself Pomoka skins. I maybe might end up, maybe I'll go to the gym today like it's raining. So, um, <laughs> and then for songs, I've been really into like uh, Mongolian throat singing lately, you know? Yeah, I, so, I do. I'm kind yeah. of a, like, I'm aware. I wouldn't say <laughs> I'm. I don't know, something about the. It's so intense. You're like, I don't know. It's so deep, deep vibes, That's man. It's stressful. <laughs> that fits for your world tour. It's just stressful. Yeah. <laughs> what is your din at? Do you run your dins different for the tour than you do just skiing? Uh, not really. Um, it's crazy how, like, I think my dins are maybe at, like, 13, 12. Um, but I've tomahawked so much last year, and they seem to always come off no matter <laughs> No matter what din they're at, they're always just flying off. So I don't know. Um, but usually like 12 or 13, I guess. I'm going with a new din theory this year. And I think I stole it from uh, from Dylan in uh, Jackson Hall. Dippentima. Dippentima? <laughs> Is that how you say his last name? I'm doing my toes. I mean, I'm 220. I'm a bad skier, but I'm a skier. My toes, I'm going to do like an 11. Mm-hmm. But my heels, I'm going to do it like 14 because oh, I don't okay. really want I want to twist out, but I don't really want to front punch. Yeah. So that's, that's what, good. That's my theory. You let me know how that goes. You well, know I hope I don't test it. Um, I don't know if we have time, but I have like a pretty funny story about that. Actually, we have I, so much time. OK, um, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I don't want to just ramble on about random stories, but go. This one's pretty funny. OK, I. Uh, my da- I was like one of the, f- it was one of the qualifying comps and my dad came out to see me um, and it was in, where was it? Oh, in Taos. And I forgot, I was like, oh yeah, I have to do my dins. So I forgot to, I did my, 
uh, like the front toe dins at like 14 or something crazy. And then completely forgot to do the back dins. I think they were at like six or something. I don't know. And so I was going, I did like a jump or an air and it was sick. And then I was like, okay, like mogul field coming up. And I just started ripping through the mogul field, just like you do in resort, you know? And all of a sudden, my skis just started like wobbling out of control. And I was going Mach 100 down this mogul field. And I just blew the fuck up in front of my dad. I tomahawk like a hundred times, literally. Just my skis like exploded. And I was just rolling down the mountain. And everybody was just like, oh. And then, and you can see it in the video. And then I like tapped my head and I was like, oh. There's like a drone buzzing over your head. Yeah, it was so cool. I felt like I won that comp because I got I got to the bottom. Everyone was so hyped, and I was like, "Damn, this sick! I'm gonna do this more often." This is how you gain hype and internet clicks. It's really all we're going for. Yeah. So twelve, thirteen, normally. Yeah, yeah, about that. Do you have a binding preference? Um, I've been. I'm kind of on that. Uh, Yeah. If you have any recommendations. Let me know. I have these. Um, I have like these pair that have that Glenn Plake took off his skis and gave to me <laughs> that I put on my comp skis. So I kept uh, I kept blowing up in a photo shoot. Like, but they weren't my bindings. Just weren't holding on to my skis. And then he he was like, "Fuck this, dude!" And he literally like that. He just got we got down from the mountain. He just was like took his skis and unscrewed them and then gave them to me. Gave and I was like, Glenn yeah, Plake. I don't even everybody. know what those are called, but they're pretty bomb. I mean, um, he's on a lawn, so he's probably on Tyrolia's, maybe? Attacks? Yeah. Oh, maybe attacks sound kind of familiar, yeah. I like yeah. that you don't know what gear you're on. This is amazing. <laughs> um, I mean, I know, yeah, I don't have, like, a binding sponsor, so I just kind of, I mean, looks are great, but looks will help. Looks have been pretty good for me. I know Josh Dyack's on, like, pin bind like he did his whole movie on like his crazy lines on his solomon pin bindings yeah he's probably on the mtn yeah but i wouldn't do the free ride world tour on that no i wouldn't yeah it would be kind of funny though maybe like a spoof or something to be on oh yeah but then you blow apart and then (laughs) pin bindings are scary i mean great but like when you start like spinning or flipping yeah like i'm 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 good i don't know yeah (laughs) when you ski you do some ski touring. I know this. Do you do what? Are you in a pin binding? I assume. Do you ski mm-hmm. with your toes locked? Uh, no. Actually, honestly, uh, yeah, no. I don't ski with my toes locked. Um, if I'm somewhere like if I'm up on a really high exposure line, I'll lock them out for sure. Um, yeah. If I'm like if if it's like a no fall zone, I'll I'll um lock them out but sometimes like lately because i've been to i've been touring so much i sometimes i even forget to just like put the uh tab up i'll just like put my boots in and then (laughs) i won't even click them in i'll just like go uh sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't but i've been forgetting to do that lately on this episode of stone and alone alone, literally (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) oh man that was an episode actually oh god i love this so much (laughs) Let me see what else I have. Let me see what else I have. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, what? Um, I just look at my notes. I just make sure we hit some things. Yeah, keep the flow going. Keep no, the flow no going. Worries. Nothing yeah. like a conversation with notes. Um, <laughs> what boot are you in? Uh, yeah, again, I don't have a boot sponsor, but I am obsessed with the Nordicas. The I've Nordicas. Like always, yeah, I've always repped Nordica boots. Mm-hmm. And they just came out with a... 
a uh, 130 flex touring boot for uh, like like size like smaller sizes i have a 23 5 130 flex touring boot for the first time in my whole ski ever by yeah. nordica I, a lot of brands are doing that now i think nordica is the first to release it but it's like kind of exciting like i don't know that issue i'm a 27 5 great i'm a 26 5 if i want to be good but 27 5 <laughs> is like i'm i suck it's great right. great i don't care that boot could be tighter and i'll still suck so it's fine um but it's such a weird, not weird, that's the wrong term, but it's a, I don't have to deal with that. Like, I couldn't imagine not having a boot that fits my foot. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to Michelle Parker about it and she, yeah, I think she, she, unfortunately, she wears like really thick socks. Yeah. So she, cause she's a 22.5. So, and she, the smallest is a 23.5 where she can find a boot. So she has to wear, just has to deal with being a size up. That is wild. I know. I know. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Why don't you have a boot sponsor? Let's pitch this right now. Nordica. I know. Well, I, I, I would love that. But Nordica, so a lot of boot sponsors are, um, they're linked to. All encompassing. Yeah. Yeah. So like boot sponsors, it's usually like you have to be on their skis or, or they're binding or something like, I don't know. I mean, I, again, I need a binding sponsor. So maybe that partnership <laughs> would work out. But if you find one of those, let me know. But how do you feel about podiums, Nordica? Yeah, they love podiums. Yeah. See? I, I <laughs> We're on to something here. We are yeah. on to it. <laughs> I don't know. I Fair World Tour stresses me out so much. When's your first stop? Uh, it's in Spain uh, next month, in like about a month. And yeah, I'm pretty stressed out because I have not really skied at all. Do so, you feel pressure? Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are like... Um, you know, I mean, like I said, and we don't have to go into too much detail on this, but my brother passed away over the summer and a lot of people are like, just go and do it for him. You know, like do it like, you know, like as if I'm going to have this crazy, uh, epic story of like, you know, losing somebody I love and then, and then coming out on top. And I feel like that kind of is, I, I love that narrative for myself as well, but it's also like, I mean, I don't want to just... Like, what if I don't do well? I don't want my ego to just, like, blow up. And, like, and I think so what I'm going to focus on is not, like, winning it for anybody, but, like, just trying to, like, have fun, which sounds so cliche. But, like, I just don't want my – I'm, like, already so sensitive right now. I just – I want to protect my ego and just, like, do what I can and have fun and meet people and, like, enjoy the ride. So I think that's uh, beautifully said. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think uh, I'm sorry to hear about your brother. I don't I can't pretend I can relate, but it's just like if I know a human, he just wants you to have fun and exist and like be you. And that's all you can do. It doesn't. Yeah. And I think by having fun, you'll ski great. You'll be healthy. You'll like you're take the stress away. Now it's gone. We've done it. Yeah, we've cured totally. it. No, I, 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 I it's it. Stress is hard and it's all types and it's the things we put on ourselves. And it's just like skiing is supposed to be fun, even if it's competition. And I don't think results matter, but they don't like if you're out there and you're you're even lining up, like it's more than I'm going to ever do. So I found that like some sponsors, it doesn't like some sponsors really care about the tour and then some don't. Right. Like, so, I mean, yeah, if I won the world tour, obviously that would be sick. And I could 
it would definitely boost my ski career. Um, but uh, if I don't do well, it's not like my ski career is ended or blown. It's like I might, yeah, some spot, like I said, like I, some sponsors want, all they want is you to have more time to go and film with them or get, go on photo shoots with them or whatever. So, yeah, it's like the tour is almost like the, it's like going through the ranks. Like you just, some people just do it and grind and then you did it. And then the ski world is finally like, Oh yeah, they rip. Like you, totally. like you couldn't have just put out a two minute segment to let us know that we had to like watch yeah. you tomahawk. Cause you didn't change your dins. Like, yeah. and like <laughs> it's like this weird exactly. rite of passage that some people get away with like never coming near it. And then some people, never touch it but then like want to go do it and they're just like to like prove something and you're like get out of there like you don't tanner hall like you don't need to be there like but it's it's a really weird neat psychotic crazy (laughs) thing that exists in the ski world and it's the people that follow it love it they're obsessed with it um I I just have a hard time watching it. I feel like an old man when I watch. I'm like, like like, please, no. Like, I like watching clips because that's usually landing and like, I don't know. It's. Are you planning on filming? Like, are you? What's your? Because that's all the ultimate goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. I. Um, yeah, I ultimately, I would love to just film. I mean, that's like way less stress and the only stress is on you because you want to get the shot. And, um, I'm doing a project this year and I want, obviously I wanted this month to film, (laughs) but that's not happening. So, um, yeah. And it's kind of, it's the, the film actually is going to be around sort of like what we were talking about around climate change and stuff. And it, it won't be as articulate as Amy's hypocrite movie but it will complement that movie because it will kind of proceed with that similar narrative but um i think i would rather have it be i really want like a chick i don't know if this year this project would you know really do it but i just would be so sick to have like a chick ski film with some dudes in there but like majority chick ski porn film you know like because usually a lot of the films are dudes skiing and then one or two like one like i don't even want to say token but like a couple females like a few clips but real the like main point is there but i mean it would be really sick like i met jess hotter last year and i'm trying to get her in the film and like i was super good homies with ari last year and like just kind of getting some of the top female athletes to i don't know if it would be like my movie but it could be so cool to have just like Jess doing like a fucking huge backflip and whatever her flat threes that she's all psyched on. And then, and then Ari just like being super steezy and gangster about it. And then like, I don't know, I don't know what I would do, do some like straight line or something and just have like a really cool, like ski porny chick film. Yeah. What are you going to call it? Do you have a name? Uh, <laughs> um, chick porn, I guess. Chick I don't porn. Know. I, I don't know. I'm um, for it. <laughs> if you find a name, like, let me know, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> SNA. Yeah. Chick porn. I like chick porn. I think you just stick with it. I think I think we got we're just we got plenty of ideas here. We've got Stone and Alone followed by chick porn. For Perfect. Yeah. 
great. <laughs> no, but I, I do get what you're saying. And I do agree with you that like all of this ski porn is male. And now, you know, there was, there can only, there can't just be one that was like the, you know, and now we have advice for girls, which I haven't seen yet. I live in Buffalo. These stops don't come to Buffalo, New York. I promise you that. <laughs> um, when I can see it, I will. Uh, but it's, it's exciting and it's, it's funny. I think, and I'm, maybe this is a hot take. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm going to get canceled. But when females ski Big Mountain, it just looks smoother. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, men just ski, like, strong and, like, yeah. And, like, they try to, like, push the mountain sometimes. And it's yeah. not going to happen. And females just, I don't know if it's flow, but it's just, like, it's just smoother. And I've always yeah. just kind of enjoyed it a little more because it's, I don't know. I don't, I, and I'm like tiptoeing because I don't want someone to be like mad at me that like <laughs> chicks don't rip. Or like, I'm not no, saying I any think I'm like flattered. I think that's awesome. I just, I, yeah. I mean, from my perspective, I'm not much like of a crazy feminist, but like, I, I think that's awesome. Yeah. I've never really thought about it that way though. But um, yeah, like, I guess we are maybe a little more sensitive to like, uh, what the mountains could possibly do. Like, I think it's natural for females to be a little more, um, aware, like not, yeah, like a little more like aware of like risks, I guess, to plainly put. And like, if you put that in a big mountain setting, you're like maybe more like aware of where your slough is going. And like, you're more aware of like the cl- the cliff that you know for a fact you can hit. And maybe that's like what pr- creates like more of a smooth kind of yeah i don't um, know i don't want to say like you know what keeps coming in my head is like delicate but that seems like it's not delicate it's just like i don't know it's just a different maybe just because your feet are 22.5 or 23.5 and like we've got big boats skiing big boat like it's just a different the skis and I, i think maybe that's some of it too like it's a smaller foot and it's the same size ski like you're running a 184 and like the ski just flexes diff like it's just like a I don't know. And I don't mean like smeary. I don't know. I'm just taking my own grave now. But I just like it's just like a neat thing. And I it's it just seems more like smooth. That's my term. I'm going yeah. with smooth to not get canceled. Because yeah. that's like but I just it just seems I don't know. Well, like aside from female skiing, also a little bit what I've noticed on the tour, like as like it, what it seems like progression wise and maybe some of the old school uh, athletes could maybe agree, but it kind of, to me, it seems like free ride skiing has turned into this, uh, uh, I'm speaking about the tour, like it turns into this like robotic type skiing where it's like okay and like the actual skiing is very much subpar like whatever you know it's very like they're kind of like stiff and whatever and then they hit a cliff and do like a backflip and land it and it's just to me it just seems like so robotic i don't know how to explain like really like really going through the motions yeah like it's not like they're they're not skiing they're like they're like making turns to get to a cliff but that's not like that's not necessarily what skiing is sometimes. Yeah, it's tough not, with not to degrade like some no, not I to don't... degrade like, the dude skiing like it's insane and really fucking cool, but um sometimes I feel like that. I but I know. think that I think 
like I talked to, I had Xander on and like, he was like, man, you go out there and you just do the same thing sometimes. And it was like, it wasn't fun. And I wanted to like, look at it differently and do new lines and how I could link them and throw a big three versus like the same old laid out backflip or I don't know. I just, so I think, I think you nailed it. I don't think you didn't like. I mean, you didn't say anybody. As long as you don't say anybody, you're good. We're just tiptoeing. We'll just beep this whole section. I know. Now, now I'm talking shit. Okay. Well, um, I think Xander, yeah, I love Xander's perspective in skiing. And we we had a good time on the tour last year, too. So I think, I mean, go ahead. Well, he's just a good example of somebody. He didn't make it to finals, but he like won breakout skier of the year that year and uh, killed it and like made really good connections. And um, so it's like people like that, I think are more inspiring sometimes. So, and I think, I think his, from the, you know, I only, I do blind dates. I get an hour. That's what I get. And I feel like I know him, you know, and it's, he's just having fun. I think it just comes back to, that's what he loves to do. And he wants to make it work and he's been doing it for a while. And he's, it's like, he's starting to see the fruits of his labor, but he hasn't like changed his course in a, and not in a bad way. in like a, I'm having fun. And if the people dig it and they start to like, like, I feel like people are starting to know his name now and they're starting to pay attention to him, but he hasn't seems like he hasn't changed like five years ago. He's still just having fun and skiing and making it work. And I think that shows, I think that comes out in his skiing and just in who he is as a human. Yeah, totally. I, yeah, I, I agree. I think that as well. I, I Maybe it was like this podcast when I saw on Instagram, but I think he was saying along the lines of like, sometimes just throwing a big three is more relatable than like throwing, doing something that like other people could see themselves doing is like what really hits home for people and like is kind of more inspiring. So I love like that kind of alternative approach instead of uh, just trying to find like the impossible. So, well, I th- yeah. And I think we've, we're getting close to the end of like, what's achievable. Yeah. Not, I mean, there will always be progression, but like how many more rotations can we do? How many more? Like, it's just, so it's, yeah. it's nice to see it like having style again. Yeah, Totally. Yeah, I mean that's I'm I'm psyched because I can I basically end my spinning career around 470. So that's yeah. it. You're done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I've mastered the three. So now yeah, but for a me, clean it's three like, is figuring out to get it bigger. A clean three is like you always if you can have that trick forever, it's good. You're a good skier. Yeah. Like people are like, oh, that's yeah, they can do a three. Yeah, for sure. That I mean, that's always been like for me. I gotta do like every year. I gotta do three both ways. I gotta <laughs> like, I gotta do a front two, back two, off a rail, like to keep like my old. Like I got them. I can't lose them. Yeah, but like I don't. Cool. Right. I don't need to go more than that. The most I've yeah. ever done is a nine. It probably looked like shit. I was probably a big pencil, but I got it. Great. But like a clean three is better than a pencil nine. All day. Like, <laughs> no, true. All day. For sure. And that's it. That's. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. For me, I'm like, I would be so set. Like, I just, I have this dream. I, I've landed a few threes off cliffs, but like not huge cliffs. Um, 
and I just like my dream is that yeah, just one or just a couple like floaty threes off like just maybe a fifteen foot, twenty foot cliff. I feel like you like, have that. I, I've done it, but it's not like it's not dialed, and I crashed ninety percent of the time. So yeah. I feel like you got it. I feel like you're overthinking yeah. it. Maybe I'm overthinking it for sure, but that's my goal. Yeah, um, because I don't know. I, I would rather. Sometimes I feel like it, I don't know if I'm like well known enough to have like a ski style nailed down, but I do feel like people kind of when they think of me, they think of like gnarly straight lines and stuff like that. But I would like to show people that I can do other things than just like point it straight. So yeah. <laughs> I need to do less turns and more straight lines this year. That's my goal. That's <laughs> yeah, like my I'm like goal. on the opposite. Less straight lines, more styly threes. No, I need to just point them. <laughs> Turn too much. Turning is when you crash. You don't crash exactly. going straight. It is true. That is true. I mean, yeah. That's, it's a good that's what I'm going with. I'm going with like, and just gotta, you just point them and you just hang on. That's my, yeah. that's what mm -hmm. I'm trying. I'm going to try and we'll see how it goes. Good luck um, with that. Yeah. It's talked to me in a month. Uh, <laughs> best advice you've ever been given. Oh, um, okay. Let me, let me think quickly. Um, These are the worst questions coming up. So just be prepared. Yeah. Best advice I've ever been given. Um, I I can't I don't I don't know yet I guess I'm waiting for the best advice because um I still don't know I mean like I sent my brother like he just always was like dude just just chill like because I'm always comparing myself to to other people skiing and I'm always like I'm skiing but if I don't yeah land the 20 foot 360 off a cliff like I didn't have a good day so and that was a lot of last year. It's like I skied so much pow and had so much fun, like so much fun, especially with my brother. And and then sometimes I would come home bummed and he would just be like, what are you doing? Like, just chill, dude. He never understood the tour. He never understood like my like need to be a pro skier or whatever. He's just like, dude. So, yeah, well, that's pretty good advice. I think just chill out. Yeah, just chill. Just have fun. I think yeah. if you can keep that just repeating in your brain, you're going to have an insane season. I think you just yeah. have to, and it's hard. I, I say it to Jess, my girl, I'm like, just chill. That helps. And I'm like, well, I'm just saying, just chill out. <laughs> like, yeah. just, I know. I'm sorry. Just chill. Just chill. That helps. That's what she says back. She says that helps. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure it does. This is, this is very helpful. This is going well for me. Yeah, uh, for sure. Go to karaoke song. Uh, oh, I know this one. Um, uh, the cranberries. Um, zombie. Do you have to let it? Yeah, zombie. <laughs> zombie for sure. Okay, that, like... that's a good one. Um, I, what music do you listen to besides whatever throat singing? Like... <laughs> um, I've been listening to a lot of like East African jazz lately. Kind of cool. Um, I used to really love Bollywood. Okay. Music. Um, and then, you know, I do like the, the classics, um, sometimes, you know, the normal stuff that people listen to, I'll, I'll jam out too. You but. get, when your Spotify rap comes, it's just like, you're in the 0.0001% of listening. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't have like a very nailed down discover weekly yet, but I'm working on it. Mine's like, you listen to sad boy emo for yeah. 4,000 minutes. You're like, damn it. The most Buffalo shit I've oh, ever heard. It's, it couldn't be more true. I'm like, get me out of this. And I just can't, <laughs> I just love sad boy songs. Just can't help it. Uh, first thing that comes to mind when I, and I'm going to, I'm going to say some words, we're going to go through them. And then you just say, you just word vomit what comes next. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Chapstick. Uh, um, Blistex. Cat. Feline. <laughs> Love. Uh, poop. <laughs> <laughs> Powder. Um, uh, bliss. Spicy. Delicious. Corn dog. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Career. Um, don't do it. Retirement. Would be nice. Dream. Um, no more working, only skiing. Skiing. Crocs. Never had a pair. What? Advocacy. <laughs> do it. Uh, any hidden talents? Um, uh, sure. I used to be a sailing instructor. <laughs> That's a good hidden talent. No one on a yeah. sail is good when the world ends. <laughs> yeah, Just like, totally. see ya. Uh, what's one thing you wish everyone knew about you? Um... Just that I have an upcoming Stoned Alone episode season career ahead of me. Just stay yes. tuned. Yes. Uh, if you are what you eat, what are you? Ooh, um, moldy cheese. What? <laughs> Sometimes. I don't know. Not all the time. By accident. <laughs> uh, do you have a life motto? Something you like say to yourself? To kind of get you going. Um, shoot. No, but somebody did say somebody was like when when we were talking on the tour, they were like, here's what you got to do. But I forgot. I think I wrote it down somewhere. But I think they were like, dude, all you got to do is just ski hard. Don't fall. Ski hard. Don't fall. I mean, that so, works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ski hard. Don't fall. Any trends in skiing that you love right now? Hmm. Um, ooh, uh, not really. <laughs> That's okay. Any ski, any um, trends that you hate? Uh, I mean, I don't like bibs that like don't you can't um pee pee out of like like just that yeah. you have to undo the bibs like you're dagging your bibs and shit. And it's just like sucks. Is there a bib that you can pee out of? Uh. Yeah, there are some bibs out there that you could pee out of. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, there are some. some See, bibs these out are there. things I don't even think about. This is like my boots fit. <laughs> I can just pee anywhere all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard being a girl skier. Yeah, it's hard just being a girl. I think in general, yeah. life is not always cool for so you hard. guys. It's <laughs> terrible. <clears throat> Excuse me. Any. Like, what's the latest TV show that you binged or movie that you watched that you, like, loved or hated? 
Oh God. I mean, I've watched this show. I was watching this show botched. It's about like really bad plastic surgery. And it was, I hated it honestly, but I also loved it at the same time. I don't know. It made me feel so weird and like disgusted by everybody, but then also I was watching it. So I don't know. Yeah. You don't know how to feel. Yeah. Why do I like this? I can't look away. What's wrong with them? What's wrong with me? I know you literally. Yeah. (laughs) Like, uh, yeah, pretty much. Oh man. I just watched some Netflix movie about like the world ending. Oh, I watched that last night too. Except I didn't really like, I didn't get it that well. Like it was about, they were, um, spoiler alerts, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think that we were watching the same movie. It was number one on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Watch the yeah. last night. I thought it was great. It's a book. Also, there's a book that exists. That's called that. Um, I don't know what it's called, yeah, I, so we're not going to read too much. I thought it was great. They changed the ending from the book to the movie. Um, I took it as like the world can be imploding and, you still just need to do what makes you happy. And that's what I'm trying not to spoil everything. And that's like what made her happy at the end. So like, I loved the ending. Yeah. Just like the simplest, like that was a friend's thing. Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, spoiler spoiled. I okay. I, I'm glad that you told me that. Cause I honestly, like I was half working, half watching it. And I just like, just didn't understand. That's I how I, I took it. Like, yeah, that's, because earlier people are like, oh, I did say spoiler alert for everybody. I did. This is because in a podcast, I like explained the ending. I talked about Barbie and then I was like, oh, P.S. Spoiler alert. And someone DM me and was like, you're supposed to say it before. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Barbie. I didn't think I spoiled yeah. it. But, you know, I think in the movie that she asks her something. I'm trying not to give too much. She asks her something about that. And she's like, that's that makes me happy. And then. At the end, I think like the world is imploding, and it was just like the simplest form of like that was happiness. that was the happiness. Yeah. That's how I took it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, that's cute. I At least you had TV to watch. Yeah, that's all we need is just TV. Like if I didn't have a phone, if I had if I had TV, I'd be fine. <laughs> Sometimes I feel that way as well. Oh, God, I hate it. I watch so much TV. I just like TV. I don't like silence. I can't be stoned and alone. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Terrible. It takes a lot of work to be stoned alone. So, uh, I think I know the answer to this question, but I ask every guest this. So we'll see where we go with it. Um, if you could have dinner with anybody, who would it be and what would you cook them? Oh, my God. Um, and they can be dead or alive. Uh, oh. I'm not trying uh, yeah, to make this would, sad, but I also I ask this to everybody. I can't just not ask you this I question. I, yeah, if I could have dinner with my bro one more time. What would you guys it. eat? What would we eat? Um, I would make him like this Indian food pizza dish that we always talked about making. And then I would tell him to never leave. <laughs> and he would tell you to just chill. Yeah, just chill. <laughs> it would be a beautiful thing. Totally. Um, sponsors to thank, people to thank. Where can people follow you? Molly, we did it. I did like an hour and 12 minutes. We got there. We didn't cry. We kept it positive. There was no Yay. sadness here. Uh, I didn't ramble on. I hope it's, this one wasn't boring. I hope people listened to it. I think so. we nailed it. Uh, where can okay. people follow you? Where can people yeah. do your thing? 
Uh, well, yeah. I mean, like I said, I did talk a little bit about unsupportive sponsors in regards to Stone Dental Alone, but luckily the, none of those are my actual sponsors. Um, so I'm really thankful for like all the support around. Um, Scott is my main sponsor, head to toe. Love that. <laughs> um, love the head to toe. And they have been, they, you know, like they really helped me step up in my ski career. Um, they were, they've been, they promote me. They like, they love me. They do whatever it, I really like, they help me with my goals. So love you, love Scott. They've been a really good, um, supportive, uh, sponsor. And then all my other ones like ZipFit, obviously it's been great. I love ZipFit. And then, um, Olympic Bootworks and my, uh, gym membership sponsor that I unfortunately don't go to as much as I should, but they also are still really supportive. So love them. Um, and then I so far just have an Instagram account and a really like low maintenance TikTok account. So my Instagram is just Molly Armanino, my regular name. And then my TikTok is pretty much the same thing. Um, but I will have a YouTube series coming out one day. One so. day next week. <laughs> Next week. What, if yeah. not now when that's the thing i know i know i'm only like yeah i'm only getting older so <laughs> it doesn't end i promise you that <laughs> it just gets worse you gotta yeah. just do it you just gotta like what's up guys you gotta just do it it's the worst thing ever but you just i know it is oh, but it's so embarrassing it's funny i know i know you gotta give the people what they want there's, a mar- there's something there for sure that's stoned and alone episode or season two coming soon yeah mm-hmm. molly yeah, thank think- you you yeah, can talk. Go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you well, off. Well, I was just going to say one more thing about Stone Alone is that uh, the idea is there's like no context and no follow ups, and but always stay tuned. So I thanks. I love it. I'm here for it. Cool. I'm, All right. I'm your supporter. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> cool, uh, thanks.